Little Heroes Comics is a UK-based charity that creates and distributes comic-making kits to children through hospitals and healthcare organisations across the UK, keeping them far from boredom and closer to creativity. Head to littleheroescomics.co.uk to find out how to donate and to help at this incredible charity today. One of the ways you can help them out and get some amazing all-age comics at the same time is by heading over to fairsparkbooks.co.uk. Nothing is more exciting than creating stories for kids and Fairspark Books bring you a whole host of them in different and exciting formats that are all aimed at encouraging imagination. You can find such titles as How to Make Comics with Springworth, the brand new sci-fi fun-filled magazine The Spark, Hopper, Detective of the Strange, Saffron and so much more. Fairspark Books are partnered with Little Heroes Comics so a portion of the profits go towards their goal each year. Go to fairsparkbooks.co.uk and littleheroescomics.co.uk today to find out more. Little Heroes Comics. Bring a huge smile to comics creativity today. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With... Your hosts, Tom Stewart, with special guest, Hayley Austin, Olivia Hicks. How are you folks? I'm starting to lose my mind over these vegan marshmallows. Are they okay? Yeah. Are they, are they all right? It's interesting. It's interesting. They don't quite taste like marshmallows. No. It's kind of almost, but it's like it's not like that far off. It's kind of like a cross between a marshmallow and marzipan almost. Yeah, I can agree okay. with that. Okay. Yeah, what have you been up to today? PhD work. Um, it's just it, for me, it's the like crunch before Christmas and before leaving and going and being gone and so it's just like nice yeah do, do you so do you not stay here over the christmas period not or? this year i'm going back home to the states for three weeks Ooh. which will be fun <laughs> you're saying that like <laughs> i'm fine it'll it'll be fun i just always like get myself like worked up before I go and then I get there and I'm like oh I'm having so much fun <laughs> is it but the travel more than anything it's, the, it's the travel and it's just like the holiday season in okay. general it's just so long mad yeah. yeah I'm also going to Christmas in December <laughs> yeah you're That's, going yeah. to the States I'm also going to the States in, in December what month is it for 16 days I think roughly. really yes nice yes excited I'm very excited. <laughs> Counting down every day. Good, good. Is that um, for a particular reason? Uh, yes, a certain, <laughs> a certain tall woman is beckoning me over the pond side. Um, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I think I've ever yeah. said. <laughs> Emma, no, if I'm you're going, listening. <laughs> I'm going over to see my girlfriend. That's good. Let's see. Where did you stay again? Colorado. The safe state. So I'm we're from. actually going to so meet up gonna... and do line dancing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. So, no, so this will be the making. follow-up question for the next time we do this in about a year's time. Yeah. How was the line dancing? What's, yeah. a, what's a typical um, Christmas period in Colorado like then? 
as opposed to a Christmas period in <laughs> shitty Dundee? <laughs> uh, colder. Sometimes quite a bit of snow on the ground. Okay. Um, I can't think of any other real differences. Um, people don't get as much time off. <laughs> for oh, really? Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. I thought you would have got more time off. No, we don't. That sounds really stupid. We don't do that whole like not working thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. So that. Okay. So Americans just continue to work. Yeah. All yeah. The time. You get like the day off, maybe a couple of days around it. Okay. Depending on where you work. See, my knowledge on the states is like nil. Like I don't know a single well, thing. Well, I hear as your fountain of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a. Simpleton Dundee boy who doesn't that's really know anything past his front door. That's okay, no, you t- you guys tend to know, y'all tend to know more <laughs> about our politics and what's going on than we do. So. Yeah, but that's because it's televised like all the time. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I turned on the radio today and I think I heard more about um, said president than I did about any sort of election that was coming up for us in any yeah. shape or form. I won't get political <laughs> because I'm getting political with all my customers just now. For some reason, they seem to think that it's a good idea to talk politics in me. No. Yikes. I just keep trying to brush them off as much as possible. It's so, so annoying. Unbelievable. So, um, you two are coming to. Um, so, I'm just thinking of all these dogs talking back to you and <laughs> like, asking your I opinions. Wish, I wish. I tell you. Honestly. <laughs> You were going to actually, quick, quick um, side note, but you were going to run about how your cat had a horrible problem. Bum problem. Yeah. Uh, one of the dogs that I had today, I literally had to message one of my customers today and say, I don't think there's, there's something not right about his bum today. This isn't looking good. And she's like, what do you mean? It's I'm going like, around. It's, it's scabby. Oh. <laughs> and it's huge. And she's like, oh, well, I'll get him to the pet then. I'm like, he seems okay, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not great. This is one of the reasons, like, um, Secret Life of the Zoo, I can't with that show. Because oh, they yeah. always focus on the chimpanzees who are just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And they always have, like, these, their butts are just terrible. And I can't, like, it's, <laughs> I just can't look at the butts. <laughs> of all the things. No, I think that's no the I mean, title of the part of this episode. I just can't look at the I butts. normally love to look at the butt, but not these ones. Jeez. Did you, did you just go to a lot of zoos and stuff as you were growing up? Mm. I lived on a ranch, so I lived at one pretty much. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, for a bit. When we were like younger and we lived in the UK, we went to the zoo. I think a fairly decent bit. My brother loves the zoo. For his 25th birthday, no, maybe it's a little bit later than that, maybe he was 27, my parents were like, what do you want to do? And he was like, I want us all to go to the zoo because he loves animals so much. So he had to accompany my grown-ass brother to the zoo. And wow. my dad had like a weird existential crisis where he was like, if you told me to <laughs> <laughs> take my 27-year-old son to the zoo, I'd assume I would be taking his gr- my, like my grandchildren as well. But no, it's just him. Just him. <laughs> and it's like, it's Whipstade Zoo. And what's kind of interesting about Whipstade Zoo is as you approach, sort of, it's in the middle of nowhere, so it's like a away and then you go off into the country roads and then just before you just head off of the zoo there's just like a strip club in the middle of the oh, yeah. it's like they drop this so i guess the idea is you drop off your kids at the zoo and then i guess the dads or maybe the moms go down to the strip club and spend the day there and then come back up and pick up the kids at the end of it what the fuck? I, I, I assume because i don't know who else the audience could be 
for a strip club in the middle of nowhere. I mean, if you wanted truckers, you'd put it near a petrol station. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you'd have your M&S, KFC, (laughs) Starbucks, strip club, and cover that base. Does a strip club do, like, all day breakfast buffet? I didn't see it wasn't clear. Because, I mean, that would... Okay, fair enough, if it was something like that, you know, like Parks and Rec style, go in and (laughs) bacon all day kind of thing, but... Oh, man. I just, just think about an all-day breakfast now. I'm like, yeah. I think that's the thing that puts me off of strip clubs entirely. Though. There's, there's no food. There's, you know, it's just, it's just people dancing and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't appeal in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't want to end my night just sitting there being like, I'm bored, and there's just naked people about that I can't touch. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but for, like, a lot of guys seem to be really, really into it. I'm like, that's the most boring thing in the entire world. But most strip clubs, don't they have a buffet? I thought that was a big feature in of strip states, clubs. In yeah. the Scott states. That's usually how I see them advertised in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> the Spearmint Rhino always had, which is right, literally next to the airport. So I guess the idea is that you fly in specifically. <laughs> for the... <laughs> But that's like, <laughs> or like on your way out of town. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that could be good though. Like, so at the end of the, so, but it's, it's got like a five dollar burger, like thing, burger and like all this stuff, and the adverts <laughs> make it look really good every time. I'm like, I thought it was a burger place for a long time, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, that's a strip club. <laughs> but I'm just imagining like in January being like probably crying because I'm about to leave and then being like let's just pull over and get something to eat and then just sit in and cry in the strip club eating a five dollar burger before I get on my flight I'm so sad I mean I'm entertained but I'm sad this is ridiculous there was a significant lack of buffets in the Hustlers movie which I saw with my mum because I oh the Jennifer Lopez thing yes because yeah. I fear no parental daughter boundaries and I was oh, like no, let's no. go and see this on our day off <laughs> Nice. Good option. Uh, we're just sitting there, getting, sinking further and further into the luxe recliner seats. You're just like getting smaller and smaller Ooh. as like Jennifer Lopez's butt is just waving. <laughs> just like, no. <laughs> My mom's right here, JLo. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. Is that, um, is that the most recent thing you've seen at the cinema? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, okay. No, I saw Maleficent 2, Tom. Oh, that sounds. I mean, I don't like think your thing. listeners necessarily want my rant on Maleficent 2, but... I do, very much so, because okay, so I didn't enjoy Maleficent 1. I turned off after about 20 minutes, so, yeah. I think it was fair, safe to say that the first 20 minutes of Maleficent 1 were pretty poor. Like, it, like the creature design is actually pish, like, and then I somehow thought they would maybe change the creature design and make it good for <laughs> Maleficent 2, but it's the same ugly, horrible creature design, mm-hmm. except less Angelina Jolie, and it's like, why uh, do you think we don't want to, like, Angelina Jolie's the only thing even moderately selling this movie to an audience, <laughs> so let's have less of her, so she goes off on, like, a spirit quest, and then boring Snow White, or Cinderella, whatever, the Sleeping Beauty, is sort of running around, maybe being feminist, and there's, like, the prince looks like every single man male hero at the moment like you know all the Mamma Mia boyfriends in Mamma Mia 2 yes. he looks like one of them it's like a potato man <laughs> and then there's then the clearly all white writers room were like let's make this a metaphor for racism so the creatures are sort of obviously supposed to be people of colour and then the humans are white people 
let's not get into that dynamic. But then they all decided at the end that truly everyone was at fault for having a fight. And then they like all like, let's move on with our lives and move forward okay. and celebrate our new sort of uh, perfect society, utopian society, by having the uh, wedding between uh, Sleeping Beauty and Boring Potato Face. And then the priest is like, it's not about where you're from, but who you love. And I was like, convenient, they both love white humans in this metaphor yep. for fantasy. It was just bad. I just wish they wouldn't do it. Like, I I'd rather Disney at the end of the day. You know, corporation, corporation, corporation. Why do I give them my money and expect yeah. anything less than a kick in the face? Mm-hmm. Why does anybody give them their money? It's ridiculous. And we keep doing it. We let them take Fox from us. It's ridiculous. That's actually really bad because they're putting all the Fox films in the vault. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, worried for DC, I'm worried for DCA. <laughs> worried for DCA. Yes, very much so. Because it affects like, stuff like Alien. I'm not sure Alien's going to get hit by that. That but. was my exact argument was that they had the horror night not that long ago yeah. and had Alien showing. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do that next year? What are they going to have? Because a lot of the horror things are through Fox. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. They could do like your independent things like your A24 films that are coming yeah. recently. But how many people are going to show up for your independent yeah. horror films mm-hmm. and stuff that have come out in the past five years? No, they're going to turn up for the classics. They're going mm-hmm. to turn up for your yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacres and etc. Some of them, okay, are through Universal because they took licenses for them. But mm-hmm. Fox hold a large majority of those films. Yeah. Like The Thing and everything as well. Yeah, ridiculous. I remember seeing Aliens at um, Dundead at DCA like years ago four mm. years ago five years ago and it was a packed screening yep. yeah, for aliens most of those ones are yeah they so are so it's yeah. where they make a lot of their money as a, as a cinema and also like because classical Hollywood I love but it's also stuff like all about Eve like the real sort of staples of stuff like mm-hmm. the BFIs for example or like the, maybe the more senior screenings and stuff because they do a silver screening quite they do like yeah, they, old, do. they show old stuff quite regularly yeah. especially if BFI does a run of it they, they tend to also show it mm-hmm. so that's going to have like a knock on effect for like the showings of old sort of classic Hollywood movies yeah, which is another sort of I guess less less of a money maker but still a significant money maker yeah, yeah. the only thing that um the only thing that you've got to kind of take solace in is that there's um, Talking Pictures, the TV station that's on like a Freeview and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They're trying their best to get as many like older films and keep them so that they can then distribute them out. But Tom, my dad loves Talking Pictures. Yeah, he's turning into an, he's suddenly <laughs> getting older and older. He loves Talking Pictures so much. Every time I ring him up, he always has like a new discussion about what he's seen on Talking Pictures, mm-hmm. and he tapes them and then makes me watch highlights from the films he's taped. And at this moment, the TV recorder is actually like getting kind of full, and it's like I can't record all of the stuff on everything that Talking Pictures shows. But that's how we learned that Shangri-La had a mu- Lost Horizon, sorry, had a musical adaptation. And that's how I ended up having to see part of it, yeah. and because of talking pictures, so they're really doing their bit. Yeah, they're all about <laughs> film preservation. It's ridiculous, and it's actually it's telling as well because um, Total Film, Empire Magazine, stuff like that are actually saying keep watching talking pictures. Like they're wow, putting really? out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to the Empire podcast the other day, and they were like, "There's a full article in the new um, the new issue that's all about the fact that Fox." pictures aren't going to be shown, blah, 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 but they actually have a whole section on talking pictures and the preservation of film and stuff like that, which is unbelievable. But so you've got to kind of, you've got to think about that, that there is actually small independent stations that are trying their best to preserve preserve film, Mm. but you are right in the fact that 
like older Fox titles, mm-hmm. like that was that was a huge part. Of it. 20th yeah. Century Fox, my God, um, like ridiculous. It's the the evilness of it is them keeping Rocky Horror Picture Show in circulation because if they pull that, then everyone would notice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That I mean, like the the cynicism. So to be honest, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if Alien does say mutation because yeah. it's probably easier for. I mean, they do make money off that sort of stuff. And uh, to them, it's probably easier for them to pull like sort of the stuff that people, not as many mm-hmm. people are gonna realize before they start pulling like aliens and yeah, they're not stupid like Rocky Horror, but they are at the same point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're stupid with some stuff, but they're maybe not stupid when it comes to making money. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's gonna end in era of getting just like cheap DVDs of like old films that no one cares about. Well, the the problem with that is as well is the fact that they then. Like Disney only have like a, was it every five years they put out their DVDs collections or something like that. Yeah. Like they do that thing where they hold on to the, them for so long oh, yeah, and they yeah. put them out in yeah. yeah like these sword versions and all that shit. Um, and there's that thing of these films will just start to disappear because people will start stockpiling them and then they'll just suddenly they'll be gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just oh. Yeah, because what happens if Disney starts to decide that they doesn't want to like re-release some things and their full form and start editing stuff and like I just don't trust them no no not in the slightest but these, you know these we'll... are the people that put <laughs> highlighted every year what different films came out and then <laughs> left out Song of the South yep and you're like we know that exists yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not stupid and they're like it never happened nor will we ever discuss it also their disclaimer is oh absolutely it's a horrible disclaimer it's so bad because like i remember when the tom and jerry disclaimers came out and, every, and there were a couple of people like Bleh. and i was like actually this is a really good thing they haven't edited it they've just said look they just contextualized which yeah, i yeah. think is with whoopi goldberg which made it all the better <laughs> yeah i mean like i think that doesn't and whoopi goldberg's a big defender not defender so but is a big sort of um, advocate for sort of keeping those sort of films like Song of the South in sort of public sort of and she like collects okay. sales from it I think yeah, yeah so she has like quite a big collection because I think because I think rightly she's like you know you can't hide the sense of the pa- like pretend that this didn't no, happen no no exactly and it's like removing like a uh, like moving history so she is like she i think she does collect sales from song of the south no and it's like stuff like that tries to keep yeah, yeah. a record of them so yeah yeah but yeah their disclaimer is pish like the the tom and jerry one is really good it's like it's like this is what life was like then and it's horrible and it wasn't okay then and it's definitely not okay that's now. my favorite bit of the disclaimer yeah. it's not okay it wasn't okay then but and it's not okay now what's tom and jerry getting played on though like is that like, uh, it's like i think it's maybe there was the am- dvd there was dvd, was it DVDs, and a, right? maybe a streaming service picking up like amazon or something yeah. was right showing okay. it and it was, it's originally it was the dvd because that's why i watched it on right was ah, the right. dvds because my when i was in um i guess middle school one of the teachers was like obsessed with cartoons and so we would watch them in relation to what we were learning or not but right, okay. the disclaimer would come on before okay. tom and jerry usually because of the mammy yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah character and i always thought that was super informative and such a good thing to there's loads do. of stuff in tom and jerry it's ridiculous oh. loads of stuff that oh yeah <laughs> loads of stuff that i didn't realize growing up and then as soon as i look at it i'm like why didn't i get that i don't understand yeah. but then mm-hmm. It's, I guess it's different for, uh, like I say, small seaside towns as opposed well, to not even. other places. I think when you're younger, you don't necessarily pick up everything that's around you. And you don't necessarily understand to the full extent yeah. what's going on. Well, we also had this conversation that places like here were also steeped in ignorance and everybody just 
put their head in the sand for many years and it's only been in the last like 10 to 15 that people are some people are starting to realize that there is you know some issues with some of the stuff that they grew up with oh you mean you're saying like it's not i mean like yeah not even i was just thinking seaside towns in particular there's a couple of ones down south that need to just realize that gollywogs are not a thing they need to be selling anymore and including this one including Including Dundee. Shout mm-hmm. out shout out Why to not? the one pound store in Dundee that yeah. won't take down the gollywogs. They won't take it down. Um, but I remember <laughs> learning as like sort of a teenager that she was supposed to be the slave in um, Tom and Jerry and being like, what? Nah, she owns the house. Yeah, I, thought, I always thought that was I the thought case she owned the as well. Yeah, well. No, she's, case, but she's supposed to be the housekeeper. That, yeah, that All makes sense. Because it's always... It's yeah. very, it's, it's horrendous to say, but it's always the kitchen that you see her in as yeah. well, yeah. not the rest mm-hmm. of the house. So. <sighs> I, I thought it was her house as well. Yeah, I always did. Yeah, yeah but yeah, that is. That, I'm it makes shook. sense. <laughs> oh, no. What have you done? I was, with this? <laughs> I was this years old when I learned. <laughs> oh, <man>. No. <laughs> oh, I've been having that. Um, I've been having that Disney. Um, anger building up all week though thinking about it though because it's it's the whole thing I've been ranting away at people and being and sort of coming away with oh but at least we're getting like a fantastic four and x-men in the same universe the way <laughs> like no. it's ridiculous like that's that's what they've given it away for they've sold their, yeah. they've sold everything just so that they can have a, a marvel fucking extended bullshit couple of years that oh, I couldn't give Disney, half a shit about Disney Plus as a whole because I think you're mad about it then you go on Twitter and all you see is people talking about Disney oh, yeah. Plus and I'm just like Ugh. Yeah, I know. and like if I never see that baby Yoda ever again it will be too soon because I'm, I'm just like I don't know it's just so it's like they I feel like it's literally the stage they do an AI and it comes up with what people will want to talk about yeah. and that's what they do it just feels so ca- like, like Doctor Who yeah it's like yeah. started doing that as well where it's like here is a catchphrase kids yeah. We've already put it on T-shirts. Yeah, like, every time. Yeah, like the 50th anniversary one was like, let's have all the doctors interact with each other, and you, I was just like, I could just hear the sound of that one guy who loved Doctor Who too much, like going. It's so true. It's with a lot of things where I'm just like, yikes. I'm just I'm, I'm fucking sick of it. To be honest, I, I go on like a mutant spree. On Twitter, yeah. I'm just muted. Oh. I wish I could say I did it for reasons of like goodness, but I just muted everything to do with Frozen because I'm not oh, going nice. to see it for like a month, and I don't want to get oh, okay. spoilers. <laughs> and okay. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I should be doing this because I'm like a smart, critical <laughs> consumer. <laughs> but I'm just doing it because I don't want it spoiled for me. Well, you just said yourself. You know, you keep giving Disney your money, and you don't know why. I know. I think I know. I was gonna. I was like, I should just gonna stop watching new Disney stuff in cinema. And I was like, but let's be real. I'm only. I'm not gonna be able to stop watching their animated princess movies, and it's <laughs> like I will never stop watching those. So I might just have to accept that they'll get those dollars from me, but I won't watch <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I think I'll do you, that for you. Yeah, like pick your franchise. <laughs> pick your franchise. Yeah. And like, you this can is pick, the one you can have thing. one. Are you I actually going to go see Star Wars? Yeah, you love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. <sighs> really, you've not given up on it yet. Yeah. Oh, I, I just can't do it anymore at all. They've killed. They've killed all my Star Wars fandom entirely. I stay away from the fandom because I think it's a very toxic thing. Oh, it is. Yeah. But so toxic. um, I just go. 
and enjoy myself because I didn't get into Star Wars until I was like in eighth grade. So like I was like thirteen. I watched all oh, okay. six over a weekend, all six that were out at wow, the time. Wow, nice! It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one became my favorite film. The of the. Clone Wars became mm-hmm. my favorite film because it's trash. Okay. I think I have a <laughs> I, I saw Tom, you didn't see it, but Tom's eyes got huge and like, like concerned, like, <laughs> oh, no, no, there's no. a monster among us. No, no, no. Attack of the Clones is like, oh, underrated trash film. It's like, it's such so trash. trash. It's just like a melodrama, yeah. a poorly acted melodrama that I love. I want to rewatch it. Because of that. <laughs> And and just watching them like attempt to make a film out of it and attempt to be serious, to me is the best part of it. So it's a hundred percent my favorite one. Um, it's like the awkwardness levels. Oh my god! And then like touching and like George Lucas is like, is this what sexual tension is? And you're just like, you're just like. Nope, but I love it. <laughs> Give me more, George. So <laughs> and they like right. still let him like name people and write <laughs> stuff at the time. And so it's awful. <laughs> like who comes up with the word Dooku? And like, you know what I mean? Dooku. Like, I yeah, just, <laughs> that's why I like it. And because it's a garbage fire. <laughs> exactly. And then you get all these like fantastic, amazing actors like, running around doing stuff and you got Mace Windu just like hopping out of cars and looking around <laughs> it's just amazing so I'm in it for that ride <laughs> I'm ride or die trashy Star Wars bitch and it's just like what else it's like a Princess Leia somehow alive in space and she can oh, use the force so now stupid. love it did I cry yes I did <laughs> like, <laughs> Lewis was like what are you what is wrong with you and I was just like ah! <laughs> I just I like Marie Kondo says I love mess <laughs> and I love Star Wars mess Okay. But the last Star Wars film, no wait, I, when I say that I need to clarify which one. The last of the actual franchise, not the actual, what was it called again? I can't the, one with, the, the one with like, I have the higher ground, Anakin. And then he turns Anakin into... No, 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 the last of the last ones oh, that just came sick. out, but not oh. like Rogue, War, Rogue One or anything, like oh, the actual hey. part of the... Oh, Last Jedi. Jedi. Last Jedi, okay. that's it. So, Last Jedi. Uh, I came out of the cinema and I had pretty low expectations. So I came out and was like, that was pretty much exactly what I thought it would be. Me too. I'm satisfied. <laughs> I don't want to watch it ever again, but good for it. <laughs> and my mom went in with high expectations. And have you ever seen a fan crumble, but it's like a 50-year-old woman and it's your mom? Because that's what I thought <laughs> happened. Because she, she doesn't know ship names, but I... I've translated it, her rage for her. She was ride or die for Ray and Poe. Um, and then when <laughs> Poe and... Oh, not, no, no, not, not Poe. Po. Ray and Finn. Yeah. Ray, Finn Ray. And then when Finn got paired off with Rose, she was so mad. And she like had just like the sort of a shipper's rage. And she was like, they won't ever let a black man and a white woman be together. And she was so mad. And she ranted about it for so long. And I was just killing myself. Because normally we come out of a milk film, I'm the one ranting about something. And everyone else is like, yeah, okay, Olivia, calm down. Who cares that Beyonce sang crazy in love for The Great Gatsby? But like, that was the actual rant I had one time. Oh, really? but yeah <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but like 
this is like the reverse. So my mom was just so mad, and my dad was just like, he hates science fiction. So he was just there like, why did I see this movie? <laughs> and I was just there like, ah, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Laura Dern in purple hair. I'm satisfied. <laughs> was that the one Laura Dern was in? Right? Yes. I loved that bit. And I didn't good. like the whole, like, I'm Poe and I don't listen to ladies because ladies aren't the boss of me and oh. I'm always right. And I was like, Poe, get out, get your magnificent hair out of here. <laughs> See, I, I don't like Oscar Isaac and it's because the first thing I ever saw him in was Ex Machina and I really struggled to dismiss oh, film. <gasps> I quite enjoyed it. Oh, I hate that film. Oh, okay. I quite enjoyed that. Most people one. love it. I, he I was just also can't stand in that it. horrible Annihilation film. Yeah. Annihilation. Was, yeah. Uh, That's yeah, Emma's yeah. favorite film. Do, Really? She, she shouldn't told have me, told me that. She told me that was her favorite <laughs> film. She, I don't think she's watched it since it first came out. I think that take is purely on the fact that Gina Rodriguez and Natalie Portman were running through a forest with their arms out. I don't think it was... Because I was like, this is so much stuff that you wouldn't like in a movie because she hates scary stuff. But she was like, I think I just was transfixed by all the hot women. I had never seen such a shitty film big itself up so much and be like, we're about something more. And then I watched it, and I was like, the stuff that you're more about is shite. <laughs> and I hate it. And the ending, the only thing comparable to it is the Cloverfield Paradox, okay. where you're like, no matter what good people you put in here, which is, was not the case in Annihilation, but like, no matter what amazing cast you throw at this, if it's a shite film from the, like, the writing and the base of it, it's going to be a shite film. Yep. The yep. animation at the end looked like yeah. the animation from fucking Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. really? And I was like, we did not just have like 30 years of like... <laughs> of, Thumb down it in the lava. No, no, um, no, no, like the, the weird the, shiny the guy. Shiny. Oh, really? Oh, right. That's okay. what he's like. like. Except it danced, yeah. maybe, with Natalie Portman. It was Who knows bad. What it did. And oh, then I it forget was that Natalie Tessa Thompson Portman. was in it. That was great. Um, Tessa Thompson, Gina Rodriguez, yes, put, well, not so much Gina Rodriguez, but Tessa Thompson, yes, put her in more stuff. But the movie itself, mm, no, and it was by the same guy who did it. It was. Ex Machina. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, at least Ex Machina had Saturday Night by Oliver Shelton and that dance sequence. Yeah. Do you know what? I really wanted to like that film. I really wanted to like that film. I went into that film and be like, Donald Gleason, sign me in. I love that red haired idiot. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and like I was like Oscar Isaacs. I do like Oscar Isaacs. I can I can maybe go with this. It just wasn't sold. Like the whole time I'm sitting going, I feel like there's something else going on here, and I'm too dumb to pick up on what it is. See when a film's got like more of a like a bit as like a bigger thing to it, or more of a philosophical point that it's trying to make. I'm always like. I'm just not getting this at all, and I'm not into this in the slightest, like, mm. any way, shape, or form. I think that's probably why I didn't get into it, but then I like trash. I like absolute shit. I like The Lake House and Fifty Shades of Grey, so... <gasps> Wait, we need to discuss this. So, how far into Fifty Shades of Grey did you watch? Did you watch all of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've only seen the first two. Uh, the third one's shite. But, like, by comparison no, with Fifty Shades terrible. of Grey? Like, like, not even watchable. Like, awful. Not oh even, like, uh, it's so bad it's good. It's just... But I felt like what I always wanted from Fifty Shades of Grey was for it to truly get that it's so bad it's good and it never ever quite it never reached that level. Yeah, I, it was always just bad. I, I I like to just pretend that it, it had the it was the first two films and then you just cut out the very very end bit of the last of the second film and then that's it. 
it's a case of like, you know, now they're engaged and hey, and that's it. Like, end it right there. Because if you then continue on, it's just such a mess. It's ridiculous. They, they try to do something more with it and put in that guy who's going after her. And, oh, the creepy guy. Yeah, yeah that just was like, what the fuck? wild. It's and then they weird. had the working girl homage, which I loved, which was my favourite bit. Mm-hmm. Shades of Grey was the... And then also, um, my favourite line, to bring it back to butts, is when he, like, shows her something and she just goes, it's not going in my butt. And it's like, <laughs> something, it's like for something completely different, but she just goes straight there. You're like... <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's like, awful. It's, it's, it's terrible, but I've watched it about 15 times or something no, like that. No, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> you should watch The Descendants. Have you watched The... De- Wait, it's Disney. Never mind. Don't watch it. What, as in... The John? Disney movie. No, it's like a Disney film for t- young people about... No, it's about, like, the children of Disney villains, and they sing and dance, oh. and they go to school. And okay. it's, like, so <laughs> terrible, but so great at the same time. And the second one truly is... How does it compare is, to Riverdale in trash level? I'm mm, trying to determine. It's, well, Riverdale sort of got, like, a serious... Bent, well, it's trying to be serious, and yeah. it's failing, so it's just kind of camp, whereas... This is camp, but it's not trying to be anything more than completely mindless and stupid. And the dancing and the choreography is pretty banging. It's directed by Kenny Ortega, who directed Hocus oh, yeah. Pocus. Oh. I keep this is my fact du jour. I forget that and it's Kenny Ortega. He does a ton of stuff. Yeah, so he directed both of them. So the dance moves are quite good. The songs for the first one are really bad. The songs for the second one improve. Okay. Um, it's just I don't know. I, there's something about it. Something about it I really love. <laughs> Something I'm, you've latched onto. You, like. Yeah. It's not, it's like different to Riverdale somehow, but it's also somehow very similar so to close. Riverdale. <laughs> it's actually like a TV show, it's not a... It's uh, like a TV movie. Oh, okay. Right, but okay. you can get it on the Amazon. One of those Disney ones. Like, yes. Uh, like, uh, like the original. Well, no, not Hocus Like Hocus, High School Musical. <sighs> yes. And... I was actually going to go with like My Date with the President's Daughter. Yes. I was right, going to okay. say yeah. Can of Worms. Was the Disney movie I remember before as a kid? I liked Halloween Cadet Kelly, Halloween Town, uh, Motocrossed, which was about the girl yeah. biker, and <laughs> she was my favorite mostly because she was winning and she wore nail polish. And at first, all the other dudes like made fun of her because they thought she was a boy, and then they all started wearing nail polish because <laughs> they thought it would make them win. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> Films. It there's, tons of, there's the Luck of the Irish, which is like a basketball weird yep. leprechaun one. Mm-hmm. There's, 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 like, there's, there's so like a many. surfing one. There's the, a, well they over really made them like, I remember when we used to have the Disney Channel, it used to be like one a month that yep. you used to yeah. advertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just an insane amount. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy because if you go looking them up, they all come under as like one TV show almost. So you can't find you can you can find them individually but it's very hard to yeah. find them individually. But they come under as like the wonderful world of Disney or something like that. One T V show and like IMDb and when you go on it, it's just a list of all of them wow. as like episodes. Airbud started there as well. Yes, it did, yeah, yeah. And the Air Buddies and all that kind of stuff. That like that's that's a thing all in itself. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Beethoven as maybe not. No, Beethoven's uh, no. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Different company. Yeah. I was going to say, I had great. the VHSs. I didn't watch those on Disney. There's a difference. I think that came out... I think that came out roughly around the same time as like Turner and Hooch or something like oh, that. Yeah. So oh, yeah. for the longest time, I got confused and was like, wait, what one's the St. Bernard and what one's the, the other slobbery mastiff-looking yeah. dog? <laughs> I couldn't remember at all. Have you ever watched Save the Last Dance with Julia Stiles? 
Yes, once. How did that rank on ago. your Fish is a Grey Trash movie scale? I don't have it on DVD, so maybe it's not high. I can't actually remember it a it's, lot. MTV made it. Okay. Just so what? you know. So the music, cutting edge. The dancing, not so much. The plotline, terrible. <laughs> um, it's so, like, at one point, I think Julia Stiles says, I wanted to be the prima ballerina and that's what killed my mother or something like that. And it's like, so that's her tragic backstory. And she's like a woke white girl in the city of Chicago. And it's... She oof. loves playing a woke white girl. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like she learns how to integrate hip hop into her ballet in order to oh, get us. Oh, I have seen that film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you get And he's like, do the... Oh yeah, she's like, I'm a white girl, here are my shoulders, back to the ballet. <laughs> yeah, it's so painful, because she just can't dance in no, she can't. at all. So she doesn't sell the ballet and she doesn't sell the hip-hop. Oh, it's just, I have it on DVD, I'm very proud of it. I want to see it was a precursor to Step Up. I'm, I think it was. Yeah, yeah it's very much sort of like, more, like, it's not quite got the dance crew. Yeah. No, 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 no. And Step Up actually has good dancing. I think. Like, I haven't ever seen Step Up. Really? I've only seen Bring I've It seen On. Five of them. You st- oh wow, you went you went deep. <laughs> I've seen a lot of was Step Up. This is what Channing Tatum started out yes. in, right? No, he started out on Coach Carter, but this was a big one for him. <laughs> the same, that's when he met his wife. Yes. Yeah. Well, well ex-wife. Ex wife. And they were the, the star crossed lovers in mm-hmm. the first one. Because she was a ballet, a ballet person, dancer yeah. and oh. he was a hip hop bad boy. And they met in the middle, and she had to learn how to integrate hip hop into her ballet routine. Every time, every time. And then he got a scholarship for like helping her out. <laughs> and they were like, "You can go here too." The things that always get me with those films is like it's it's like the the crews of um, the guys and the girls and stuff like the hard ones. They're always like, "Yeah, I love dancing." I'm like, if you really did that, you would just be like, "What an idiot!" Like. <laughs> Everybody would be beating you up and stuff like that. But in there, they're like, yeah, we're the hard crew. We're we can so really cool. dance. It's like, well, it's like West Side Story. Where yeah. they're like, we're going to yeah. get you, Sharks. <laughs> I <laughs> love, I had a visceral reaction with the first time I watched West Side Story, Ooh. which was like at the end of high school, maybe sometime in uni. And I was just like, I screamed. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> The dance! I, <laughs> the dance fighting. <laughs> I was a kid when I watched it, and I grew up steeped in musicals, so that was very much a language that I understood. Wow, really? But I pissed myself laughing when he died. Like, yeah. all the deaths are so stupid yes. in West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. and Natalie Wood's fake everything Puerto Rican accent is oh. so bad. And it's just a oh, hot mess. But I still like Tonight. <laughs> so, what you grew up with? steeped in, in musicals. Uh, musicals. Yeah, yeah. But did you go and see like live show musicals? No, I mean it like... It was always cinema. Always, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always like um, sort of mostly golden age. So that's right, sort of okay. my cut... When in like the 60s happens and it starts to get like Julie Andrews and I'm like, mm, cut off point. Um, <laughs> not that I just like Julie Andrews, it's just she's in a lot of sort of wibbly wobbly music. Like, you know when she started to be like she... like And the like, Camelot started to happen in and um, Rodgers and Hammerstein and no... I'm just, just going to disagree with every single musical theatre scholar out there and say no to Rodgers and Hammerstein. I don't wow. think they're all that. Um, I'm like a Cole Porter, Irving Berlin sort of person is where I'm at on my musical, on my musical sort of songwriting. Okay. And I know that means nothing to anybody. No, 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 no. I oh, forget that. That's fine. 
let's say, what's some of the musicals that you watched the most when you were growing up in? Okay, so Kiss Me Kate was a big one. Um, Seven by Seven Brothers. Um, I also watched that recently. Oh, recently? Yes. It's so problematic, but so good. It's incredibly problematic. I came in at the well. I came in at the beginning when they're like chopping some wood and being like, "We're chopping wood," and I was like, "All right." And then flipped to something else, and my dad was like, go back to that Seven Brides and Seven Brothers. And then it was the, we're stealing all the women in the town and going to... <laughs> like, it's just literally them yanking women out of windows. They do. They steal all the women in the town because literally they read the rape of the Sabine women and are like, yeah. this is how we'll get wives. It's like a horror movie. It's like Soul It should or be a horror movie, but it's like, woohoo! And the women are yeah. like, ha Oh, and no. then, oh no! I'm caught. I guess we have been to stay captured. Here. I guess we have to stay here. Oh, oh what will fathers think? What will our fathers? Yeah, think at the end they all here? pretend they've had a baby out of wedlock. It's it's a baby born in wedlock, so it's okay for Christian America. But um, <laughs> they all pretend they've had a baby out of wedlock, so they will get shotgun married to the hillbilly of their choice. Jeez. But they do like a ballet sort of thing where they're cutting wood sadly, and that's really good. And there's like a whole 10 minute sequence where they raise the barn from that's song and dance. Yes. And that is <laughs> just delightful. Um, Howard Keel is like one of my favorite musical actors. He's so good. Calamity Jane's another good one. Oh, um, he, and Grease was a big one I watched a lot as a kid. But Howard Keel is just like amazing i love him so much and his big old brussy voice and like if he was like there was a bunch of hillbillies captured me and then they took me back to the ranch and i saw how it kills it i'd be like it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> like just wait till the winter to die down <laughs> where, uh, where do you stand on greece 2 i haven't seen it i haven't seen it i've not seen it no either. a lot of people say it's actually better than the first one no that's lies honestly no 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 one's ever said that honestly no one literally no one has ever said that in the history of anything greece 2 is famously supposed to be awful i can uh, i can pull you an excerpt of a comedian scene that is his a comedian. favorite film so it's their job to be funny I and ridiculous he says it well, hands down it's his favorite film but like apparently. i only i know people <laughs> have the hearts for michelle pfeiffer on a motorbike but i think let's be realistic people <laughs> Let's just be realistic. I've never seen like I've never seen it, so I can't see. But <laughs> why are you staring in the pot like this, Tom? <laughs> I'm just gonna say, Greece too will not have Stockyard Channing singing her little heart out about like Kaniki. I'm like, that's oh, that's the good shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, uh... I love a trash woman <laughs> with feelings. <laughs> I'll get the uh, I'll get the pot-stirring comedian and play them later on to you and be like, see, see what he's saying, see what he's saying I about was it. Listening to Greece literally the other day in bed and was just like, what a damn, what a great soundtrack. And yes. then like, hopelessly devoted to you came on. I was just like, <laughs> I, I saw the tweet and I was like, something happened. <laughs> I was just listening to musicals that morning and just hopelessly devoted to you. I was just like, oh, oh the feels, the feels. Such a good film. I haven't it seen is. it in so long as well. Right, I haven't asked you a single thing from the book. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should talk <laughs> about comics now. <laughs> no, but the whole point is to not talk about comics. I thought this was a Disney podcast where we just <laughs> why we <laughs> hate Disney. <laughs> like, fuck the mouse. <laughs> well, well no, that's my PhD. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, well, you know what, I, I will say you, you both are working on something. Are you, still, are you still currently working on it? Because it's been very hush-hush as of recently. <laughs> I will say yes. Yes. 
so what happened is if we were working, I was working on it very produciously and I got a bunch of stuff done. I think it's like 20 pages penciled. Okay. And then I got a girlfriend and then no more and work. And I kissed it goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Haley was just like, I was like, I will. See I'll you wait. in the winter. I'll wait. <laughs> See you in the winter. Um, so, yeah, and then like, so Bo I'm, couldn't be your girlfriend anymore. Uh, and that's okay. Mary Lee was my girlfriend. Oh, you're right. I, uh, my bad. Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had like my favorite character was like a trash woman, yeah, and okay. as who would be played by Stockyard Channing if we were to do a musical. <laughs> <laughs> it would work. Um, so, yeah, so it's 20 pages, penciled out 25, and I'm hoping to do it, to start working on it probably, like, next week or so, but, like, definitely do a lot of it over Christmas and sort okay. of get it to, like, finish the pencils, get a lot of the inking done, and maybe start colouring it by the end of the Christmas break would be a really good place to be in, but we'll yeah. see. So it'll be out next year. Yes. And it is? It's is called... It? <laughs> it's called The Love Ranch. Mm. And... I- the description that was given to me before was something about um, horses and cow people, and that was it. No, no, <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 it's no, about Tom. so much more. Hey, you, you'll love this it. It's early, trash. This was early days. You, I don't you, think you even in the early days that would be the description <laughs> of it. It's like an eighties soap, like Dallas. Oh yeah, that was it. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, with yeah. rodeo culture. Yes. yes. Like a rodeo telenovela, yeah. so 80s soap turned out to the ninth degree. I remember now, you were getting a playlist together at the time when we last spoke about it. Oh, that was it. we have a, so many playlists. an amazing playlist. Um, yeah. But yeah, Olivia put different playlists for each character. Yeah, um, I like to And I will see, I will take credit. I single-handedly brought Olivia into the country music world. And she is so knowledgeable now. It's amazing. <laughs> Shania Twain exists. <laughs> and, uh, and lots of just like classic, but sometimes like, I don't know. Just an oldie up, for a reason. Straight up country, not like Americana or anything like that. No, straight up. No. Some Americana, but that's not like the tone of the no. comic. So it's got to be just like straight up trash. <laughs> So there are four playlists. One's called The Love Ranch, one's called Bo Jingles, play on Bojangles, oh, and one... <laughs> because Bodacious Love is the main character, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. she goes by Bo. One is called Katie's 45s, which is the music of the main hero, and the other one's called Mary Lee Mayhem, and that's my favourite one because it's the one with the most trash music on it. It's got a lot of Susie Quattro and sort of 70s songs about nice. bad women. <laughs> <laughs> are, they all, are they all public? Yeah, I, I keep all my playlists. Uh, I've got like one or two private playlists, but most of them are public. Um, I always do playlists for my projects. So there's a Sarara playlist, which I think I've tweeted about. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that is mm, a really good playlist. You have to retweet that out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think anyone was particularly interested. Yeah, I so never saw it, we got so. a. I've also got one for Grandstand. Well, me, Emma made one for Grandstand Romance. I just really, it just gets me in the mood. And like, even yeah. if I don't have a specific playlist for it, I'll try and find a playlist that I've already made that sort of fits it. So for my 24-hour comic that I did this year, I just listened to a playlist I had called Fuckboy Music the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> for like 24 hours solid. Wow. Yeah, it's 
state of mind. <laughs> right, clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love when people do playlists for uh, comics as well. So, yeah, <laughs> you'll need to retweet that again because okay. I never knew that. I always try and check out people's, when people say they've got playlists, like I know Chris Anker tweeted one out for Runaways and there was one for uh, Hi-Fi, Fight Club. Um, I always like to listen to sort of those sort of playlists. I love soundtrack playlists as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Definitely. <clears throat> There's a... The Riverdale one's amazing. <laughs> oh really? It's so good. See, I still haven't watched Riverdale. It's perfect for falling asleep too. Because it's... <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie does sometimes a lot of sort of indie pop, so I found uh, loads of really cool songs on it that are just really good, and it's just generally the sort of stuff I would listen to anyway. Because it's CW, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah CW is really good at that, just so, like indie kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like just hours and hours long because it's like all four seasons in one playlist. So you can just that's like a travel playlist. You just pop it on, go to sleep. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's Riverdale to a T. Uh, right, let's let's do some from the book. Because uh, I actually wrote a bunch. And then we ended up getting chatting about... Disney. Disney. Fuck Disney. Every time. Uh, right, okay. Badges or patches? <sighs> this is difficult because I have... An, in the States, I've got an entire purse. It's like fairly big, like box size. Yeah. That's denim. And I put every patch... Patch, all right. I patched okay. everything because it's like a denim purse. But, and I also have a denim jacket now with patches and badges on it. So mm. I don't. Is that the one you were in the thought about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and now I bought so many badges that I'm going to have to put more on there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I say I would prefer a patch because. I'm a sucker for a patch, but okay. they're expensive and aren't yeah. really in now. Now it's pins, I think. Really? Yeah, I think that's, that's what I think. Oh, mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think pins are actually starting to go out a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, I think maybe in a year or so they'll sl- they'll slack off, but I don't know because I ain't giving up that gravy train. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go for badges because I can't sew. And so I, have, so I love a patch, but I never put them on because I, I can't sew. So I'm going to go for a, um, a pin. Um, what is cooler, museums or castles? <sighs> and you can't cheat and say a castle with a museum inside of it. Well, also, I was just about to say, I'm going to say castle because you can have a museum inside a castle, but you can't have a castle inside a museum. Yeah, okay. What about a natural history museum in a tiny little castle? <laughs> I, I like a castle. I, as an American, I speak for all Americans when I say that we are hoes for castles. So <laughs> I had an American once, no lie, say, well, all castles sort of look the same after your first couple of castles. And I was like, this is not <laughs> true, there are different architectural styles. <laughs> Some have cannon holes in them and some don't. Some are free to get into and some you have to pay. When we say castles, are yeah. we just specifically talking about castles or are we also including palaces into that? No, just castles. Ooh. Mm. Just castles. I would say I prefer castles. I love museums, but castles are really fun to roam around. They are fun to roam around. And, they usually and to have... see how small people used to be. Yeah. Because I can barely fit in <laughs> a lot of places. I'm like, but why? Yeah, it's actually crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 
it's when you get like the really really narrow staircase and it's like oh that's the stuff the army's coming up and I'm like yeah but now I can't walk up it normally this yeah. is ridiculous it's also like in Mount, <laughs> in the states Mount Vernon which is like by Washington DC it's mm. where like George Washington used to live you don't realize until you get there that even then people were very small like the steps and stuff mm-hmm. and like doors heights and stuff <laughs> and George Washington was supposed to be really tall and you're just like oh dear lord <laughs> like everything is so tiny it's weird okay so that was a resounding castles mm-hmm. I think so yeah from museums I like museums but <laughs> come on <laughs> let's be honest um favorite holiday as in like Easter Christmas Arbor Day Thanksgiving it's a whole holiday dedicated to food so that's my one always. I was gonna say I think it has a, a different dedication. Oh, it but does. <laughs> it does. But to me, it's food and feeling bad about colonialism. Okay. <laughs> and th- I think that's how it should be. Yeah, that's fair enough. I love Christmas. I'm a I'm a old fuddy duddy. I'm just a heat me up with some Christmas, and I'm like happy to go. Not uh, like a Christian Christmas though. It'll be like a Christian Christmas. Yeah, my family is Christian, so... Oh, really? Yeah, so I'll be going back to do all the services. But, um, yeah, I just... So because of that, I'm, I think truly because of that as well, I'm like, heck yeah, love a flipping Christmas. <laughs> it's just fun. Everybody's really happy um, because they have to be. <laughs> um, I love the food. I love the trashy Christmas music. I love the Christmas. Not all the Christmas carols, but... Um, I do have strong opinions on Christmas carols, but like some of the Christmas carols, I even kind of like Advent, which is like the bit before where you feel bad about yourself. I just mm-hmm. love Christmas. I've never understood Advent. What's that all about? It's about preparing yourself for Christmas. Yeah, preparing your body, mind, and spirit mm-hmm. to be able to celebrate Jesus. Yeah, so you, in a oh, in a good right. way, and like you sort of. Ref- so you have to feel shite about yourself before you can be like, now I'm ready. To thank this baby for being born. Oh, so it's like, it's like in every sort of week is like a different cat person from the Bible you sort of focus on. So sort of like oh, Mary, yeah. John the Baptist. And we, we were like, did you do candles yeah. for the services? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my favorite hymn is an Advent hymn. So I only get to sing it one time, like once a year tops. Uh, so I'm always trying to hope that the one time I end up in church before Christmas, it'll be like, they'll have like, oh, come, come, Emmanuel, which is like an old oh. monkey one. Oh, we sing that one all the time. Yeah, it's well, it's like an Advent song, so you're not supposed to sing outside of Advent. <laughs> it's, but it's really good, and I'm like, yes. I doubt you're meant to really sing any of the hymns if you're not Christian either. But hey ho. You can do what you like, yeah. to be honest. They, don't, I mean, I the most I would do is if I really strongly disagree with a, a line, I won't sing it. But other than that, I'm just like, Methodist. I'm like, let's have a sing along, yes. <laughs> I love, I mean, sometimes, I mean, you get to stand up for a bit. Some of them are bangers. I mean, I grew up listening to hymns a lot, so I'm just like, sometimes I'm just like, slap that bass, John Wesley, let's do it. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say, I'm hashtag John Wesley. <laughs> oh, he's a hot mess. He's a hot, no, Charles is more of a hot mess. Sorry, I've had, like, read all my Methodism, like, children's books, and I'm like, that one was a hot mess. <laughs> he got kicked out of the States because he refused to give a woman communion because she didn't want to date him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ooh. And, I, and I think he was the one whose wife burned all his sermons because she yeah. was so mad at him. Sounds pretty. You know all this Methodist knowledge. 
Because the Wesleyans are a mess. And it's, it's, it is known. <laughs> <laughs> the Wesleyans are a hot mess, bitch. <laughs> because my friend's name is Wesley, so anytime I see Wesleyan stuff, I'm always like, tell me more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I need to hook you up with some Methodist tech. So sometimes we have, like, if you go to, like, a Methodist, like, I guess, tourist sort of destination, like, I guess, John Wesley's house, you can get, like, Methodist tourist tech. And my favorite one is a duster with the life events of John Wesley on it. But you can also get like little John Wesley like standing figures and my dad and a John Wesley tea towel. We love a tea towel. And uh, we've had all of that in my house at various points in time. Um, and then once there was like one house we lived in, there was like a John Wesley just port painting that yes. uh, my dad hid. houses with paint. My dad just hid under the stairs every time we went to I got the coat. There was just John was there like, mm, and you'd be like, ah, John. <laughs> Okay, this is, uh, I don't know if this will be controversial or not. YouTubers, good or bad? bad? Bad. Really, just straight up bad? Yeah. There's no good YouTubers. I'm sure there Hashtag are. Hashtag not all YouTubers. Um. <laughs> I'm sure there are, but I think on the whole, terrible. Net. Like, every day it's like some new YouTubers done something horrifically anti-Semitic or like... Filmed a dead body. Right. Or... Just hashtag YOLO. Yeah. Um, I think like the only the only good YouTuber is a dead YouTuber. <laughs> no, fuck. Um, no, no, no. no. Um, the only like I know people like Jenna Marbles are very yeah. good, and like are we including channels in this, or is it like um, literally personalities? Because I used to love Key of Awesome, Epic Rap Battles of History, stuff okay. like like the channel sort of more channel stuff. Well, what what technically classes is a, a YouTuber then? Is it just your 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 vloggy type everyday people or is I it your so. people? I think they have to be making money to be a YouTuber. Okay. They have to be making money churning out content in order to continue making money. Mm-hmm. I don't it's usually just like this fabricated tends to be like I like the ones that are just like funny videos or whatever. Okay. But it's like people screaming at that. It's just like, just like really annoying voices. And yeah. then I think I feel for parents because kids really love YouTubers. So then they have to just obsessively hear these YouTubers. And one time I was doing research when I was working on like FDC Thompson magazine. And I do research on a YouTuber and I accidentally fell into a mom's net um, thread where they were discussing which YouTuber they disliked the most, like which of the um, person. And they were like, haha, could we get money together for a hitman for this Minecraft person because they're so annoying. And then one of them would like Sharon would be like, I think he's kind of hot. And the others would be like, shut up Sharon. <laughs> and it was like the funniest friend. <laughs> That's just weird because like <clears throat> there's sort of a subset, isn't there? I mean, there's obviously YouTubers that everybody knows and everybody hates. Um, but is there not technically like a subset because there's uh, YouTubers that do like ASMR videos so they don't really get a chance to say anything controversial or anything because they're yeah. all about the tingle. Oh, you say that, but there's like an, I found once an American-themed ASMR video, which I'm sure was a joke, but it was like the one where he like opens up root beer and goes, God bless America. <laughs> it was like, I think it was a joke, but it was pretty funny. Um, There's some, like, don't get me wrong, if you type in ASMR on YouTube, it is ridiculous. It's just a, a litany of boobs, effectively. Because <laughs> like, the shot that the, yeah. the people get up to get them to hook them in is, you know, tops off and stuff and banners across things. It's ridiculous. And then you get your hardcore people that do it and they're just like, what the fuck, man? This is ridiculous. I like the one of a woman rubbing her face on bread. <laughs> <laughs> That 
was my personal the, the picture favorite. or the actual oh, no, video the video because it was like it was like asmr and she was like okay here's like me in a baguette and she just like <laughs> rubbed her whole face on the baguette and she's like toast <laughs> she went with toast and the top it was like dough and i was just like this is the content I, that's all I know about ASMR. <laughs> Literally, that's it. That is my complete knowledge of everything. And I'm just like, oh, yes, women rubbing fa- their face on bread. <laughs> is it like, it's, it's an odd thing. Because people say YouTubers, that's like the kind of first things I think about, like people doing videos like that. And they do make content and they do make money. Not just the ASMR, like I'm talking like people put up things where they like travel or people put up things where... You're really fighting hard for YouTubers, we've always said they're they're trash. Impartial, impartial. No, I'm saying because at the same point, they are trash. Um, But there's also folks who just play drums, people who play bass and stuff, but put out videos and they're getting shitloads of money. I don't watch anything on YouTube. And you know what? I mean, like, I do watch stuff, like, I watch so little on YouTube compared to what I used to watch on YouTube. Right. And I just feel like there's so much stuff on it that's, like, is there anything make your heart sink faster than someone saying there's a really good film essay about this topic? <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. I don't want to see a video essay. <laughs> I think that's like, that whole sort of film criticism part of YouTube, which yep. sort of emerged and it's just like, oh, it's just like a bunch of dudes and then a bunch of dudes want to watch it. It's just like, I'm like, and that's fair. Dudes, you may watch dudes. I'm not going to infringe on that, but it is just like this sort of very white male teenage college form of film criticism. And then yeah, somehow it's, I'm so much smarter than all of you because I worked all this, this out. out. Yeah. And only a white man could have done this. There's never any citations. They never cite anything. <laughs> that is my biggest thing. I'm like, if you were citing anything, that would be great. Says us, the PhD. It's students. not an we're essay. Like, it's like, just your opinion. How can it be an essay if there are no citations? And the answer yeah. is, it cannot. <laughs> yeah, just tell that to my students. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> say I should record that specifically for my students because they pull that crap on me all the time. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think also as well for your question, if you were to be like YouTubers or like Vine, I'd say fine. <laughs> Vine and TikTok. Um, yeah. Oh, I'd much rather I'd have that so sort of content. I love that so much better. The purity. <laughs> the purity and the authenticity of the non-monetized content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, I, I think also YouTube killed... Well, Facebook apparently killed it. But, like, you know, we sort of lost... There was like sort of a, a point where there was like really funny, really good, or at least I thought it was good when I was a teenager, comedic content that was sort of happening on YouTube. And that mm. has completely yeah. died off because yeah. of the monet, specifically because of the monetizing model has yeah. killed, because they all like went to try and sustain themselves on YouTube. And then they could, unless you're like PewDiePie or Jenna Marbles or something like something like that, you literally cannot. I want to kill well, well, you're saying YouTubers and I'm saying PewDiePie accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and just like a lot of those channels you can't sustain. Um, mm. It was it was definitely the the it was definitely the extending videos like when they, they were only putting content forward that would be like over an hour or over forty five minutes or whatever. That that killed it one hundred percent. Oh like the red premium yeah. premium stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when PewDiePie was getting his own show. Yeah, and also I think it's exhausting oh, for the creators. Like, um, 
when you think about like the sort of the stuff that Rhett and Link used to do, I didn't even think they were that good. But they used to do, like they used to do like a full show every single weekday. Plus, they would do music videos mm-hmm. in their spare time, like as well. And I'm just like, that has to be exhausting. There's no way you can sustain that sort of level of creativity. Like, I go back to like the days of like Derek Comedy and stuff, and it's the fun YouTube, like where Donald Glover started, mm-hmm. and that was like little five minute, six minute comedy sketches go over 10 minutes yeah and like now if that came up people would just be like what the fuck is this and just bend it off yeah it's um it's odd but um i get into the specifics about the word youtubers because then i think of youtubers i think of pewdiepie and shit like that but like i'm like but there is a subset there is other things that are going on as well there is definitely because there's like people that talk about um like specific chosen topics like there's guys and girls out there that go on about um loads of like like i was saying like music kit but there's people who go on about like woodworking and everything like big massive hour-long videos of them going through all the kit and stuff like that aquarium stuff there's yeah yeah car fixing stuff can i say i would rather just read an uh, article about how to do something than watch so like i was trying to find out how to do something on photoshop today and eventually i was like fine i'll watch the video to tell me how to do this but i'd rather just have read the information and the video was only two and a half minutes but i was still sitting there like come on like yeah. just get to the point and like let me move on with my life and i i hate the sort of way they're forcing everybody to look at videos as a source of knowledge when i'm like just write out especially when it's like program stuff just write out the instructions on the page yeah. like photoshop especially when you know most of like the first half of the steps it's just like, saying what it is halfway through fucking hell mm-hmm. i mean this is the bit i'm stuck at yeah i get that uh bagels or baguettes that was really that went on a lot further than i thought <laughs> bagels or baguettes bagels bagels nice I'm not, that's fine yeah uh, <laughs> favorite plaid shirt color combo red and black really just straight classic. up red and black. Classic. You, I mean, you also have to say I'm speaking for the lesbian audience here, which is <laughs> red and black is like such a staple of like lesbian fashion. Like, how, who am I to turn my back on history? <laughs> okay. I have other colors that I like, but I just think red and black is just such a just mm, it's striking. Like, who doesn't like want to feel like a lumberjack? Yeah, I feel like I've seen you in a blue. No, I don't have a blue. Green. No. Yeah, fuck. No, no, I have no. a, a black and white one. I've stolen a bunch of grey ones. Oh, I might have a, No. No, I don't. And I have a new one, which is yellow, which is a mustardy yellow, and it's beautiful. I think it's great. What can enrage you at the drop of a hat? <laughs> Everything for Olivia. <laughs> so rude. She's enraged now. She, yeah. I dropped my hat. Okay. I... Do get mad about a lot of things. Mine is improper horse uh, <laughs> anatomy for the most part. Improper horse in, anything, to be fair. As in? Like when, when people try to draw a horse. Oh, okay, okay. Olivia excluded because her horses are fantastic. They're not fantastic. They are. Well, even if it's like a caricature horse. No. I can't do it. I can't I do it. just send you so many terrible horses. Yeah, there was a whole thread. This one woman must feel exactly like I do, and she just put a thread together rating all these anime horses. Mm. And 
I'll tell you what, some of these people have never looked at a horse in their <laughs> goddamn lives. They have no idea where their teeth are or like anything. Oh, I also, so when I watch stuff and like the stuff on them doesn't work or doesn't make sense, like you're like, okay, sure, it's a mystical realm or whatever, yeah. but your saddle isn't actually attached, so you wouldn't be able to like ride. I, that stuff really gets my goat and I can't handle it. Okay. That makes sense. It's what a I horse think. girl problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just something I got mad at recently because I get mad all the time. Like, it's a constant... It's not like... I think I enjoy being indignant about things. So it's like sometimes there isn't really any true anger beneath it. I'm just enjoying getting hyped up about it. Yep. Um, but I've got to say the last thing I lost my wig at was a Christmas movie. So oh, yeah. maybe I should add Christmas movies to that list. Oh, really? Yes. Well, it was just bad lesbian content. It was bad. It was bad queer content. And I'm not here for that. But I like also I was like... Imagine a Christmas movie with lesbian content that's made for teenagers. Like this is this would have been unthinkable like yeah. fifteen years ago, but yet it's so bad. <laughs> it was unthinkable. It was so bad. I described it to Emma in detail and she was just like, No, I want this to end. My Jeez. boyfriend tried to play devil's advocate, but he had a difficult time <laughs> doing that. <laughs> and he was just like, Oh god, I don't it's not redeemable. No. It was a bad it was like badly really edited bad together. Everything just like every, like you know, like quick like just from every style it was bad. But also another thing that made me mad at Christmas movie once was that they didn't properly coordinate the outfits oh, of yeah. the couples and that that annoys me because everybody knows that uh, couples should dress in the same outfit or complement in outfits and that's how you know they're meant to be together and then they threw that off by having the boyfriend who she's clean not supposed to be a uh, show up in her colors towards the end of the film and I was just like get out of here with this <laughs> the fashion department was sleeping on this it was like in the Princess Switch movie where both Vanessa Hutchins had to wear different coloured clothes and in the end they both had a little bit of each other's wardrobe so you knew they'd learn from each other. Like this is just basic fashion design for a wow. Christmas movie. I never, I never Have you ever seen that. the thing where it's just like all of the Christmas movies yeah. and it's just like all the all I've seen that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I used with that same level of attention to detail throughout my Christmas movies. <laughs> Jeez. A tote bag or a backpack? Backpack. Backpack. Wow. My backpack, I don't, you may have never seen it, but it could fit a human in there, I'm pretty sure. Oh, like, really? It's huge. It's a huge backpack. I love a, back, I love a big backpack. Everyone used to laugh at me. Like, me I'm, people say I'm like the goblin ladies in Labyrinth with all the shit on their back. <laughs> I always got turtle. Yeah, well, that too, but like, my bag just was like always huge. Always a first year bag. Yeah. Nice. If you could be any animal for a day, what would you be? See, I've got that many questions in this thing now. It actually takes me a while to settle on one. <laughs> <laughs> platypus? I love oh, platypus. That's pretty cool. I love a platypus. You could shoot venom out of your mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the male ones. Yeah, well, um, you, you don't know. <laughs> you never know what kind of platypus you're going to be. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, I, maybe like some sort of... I'm talking between something like underwater. I'd want to be an animal that can go somewhere I cannot currently go. So either like an ant to go under the ground or like some sort of underwater creature to see the underwater bits or like a bird to like fly. Okay. So if we could combine that all together, that would be great. 
Like a giant a, Greek mythology creature. Uh, yeah, just a griffin. <laughs> a burrowing griffin. Yeah. yeah. A burrow griffin. See, yeah. I know you've got to be an animal for a day, but you've also got to watch for predators and everything in that oh, day true. as well. Some asshole coming along and pouring something down the anthill. Then it wasn't to be. And you'd just be like... <laughs> I mean, my, one of my favourite series as a kid was animals, so I'm like, why just one animal and for one day, why not a bunch of animals in 90 minute time periods, which if I break the rules off, I'll be stuck as an animal forever. Okay. Yes. That's how animals were good. Yeah, that was. Come on. Um, Would you be a horse? I'd probably, well, the, the appeal to be a horse is to run that fast but I've ridden horses so technically while well, I myself have not run that fast I have been at that speed so I was going to say we've got this vision of you running outside a horse now like uh, I've I've chased them I'll be completely honest uh, we got to round them up somehow um that's like the appeal of it I would love to just be a cat and like sleep all day that would be um absolutely amazing but to be Honestly, I would be a mythical creature. I would be a dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Just, and then, like, land somewhere and be like, that's right, I'm a dragon. <laughs> and people <are> like, <laughs> what's up? Cause mayhem. That's probably what I would do. Would you cause mayhem, though, or would you just oh, kind of sit I, there and Just be like, my presence would cause mayhem. Oh, okay. I would just sit there and be like, well, yes, it is I. And people, like, lose, absolutely lose it. And I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like a mermaid, by which I mean a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> Manatees are awesome. Favourite non-popular villain? So as in, like, obviously Disney, etc. is popular, but non-popular would be, like, the bad guy from District 9 or Sue Sylvester from Glee or Jason Bateman Ooh. in Juno, that sort of thing. <laughs> We've seen recently about how he's the worst villain of all time, apparently, Jason Bateman in Juno, and it's true. It is true. Jason Bateman is just not funny. I don't understand why people keep talking about the genius of his comedy. He just shows up and looks like he's mildly disappointed in a fart, and people are just like, genius, genius. Isn't that the whole film is like people who look mildly disappointed about everything? I can't handle Juno. I hate that film. (laughs) I really hate it so much. Well, Diablo Cody wrote it, who went on to write Jennifer's Body, which, as we all know, is the greatest movie of all time. Can I just pick Charlize Theron as the greatest villain? Oh, yeah. Because, like, if she could, like, you know, in um, Prometheus, when she's Vickers, and she sets the woman's boyfriend on fire, I want her to set me on fire, because I'm just like, yes, Mr. Charlize Miss Charlize Theron is just the meanest, top-looking woman, and I'm just like, ah, and I'm just constantly scared of her. That's but, like, how she I is in... Uh, be mean to me. Um, Snow White as well. She's the villain that. in Snow White, and it it's also got what's her face in it, Kristen uh, Stewart, yeah, Stewart, who is yeah. totally like, ah! yeah. <laughs> like, like okay, like whatever you want, Charlize, oh, I'll capitulate. Yeah, um, and she's even in the second one as well. Yeah, oh, she's been... good. Um, yeah, or I love Sigourney Weaver it's... in Working Girl. Oh, nice. That's a good villain. Like, I want my villains to be slightly redeemable. Debbie from Adam's Family. Does she count Debbie from Adam's Family values? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We realised yesterday she's like the root of like how I she's the root of my attraction to trash women is actually Debbie from Adam's Family Values okay. because she's utter trash but the Adam's Family make her feel like her motives are valid and because of that I think I have a misplaced sense that trash people have good motivations and deserve to be listened to. 
That's fair enough. And it's damaging. <laughs> On par with my previous answer, um, my favorite villain. <laughs> so there's this film <laughs> called The Man from Snowy River, and it is an Australian horse film with <laughs> with uh, Kirk Douglas though. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Here we go. Yeah. And he plays two people in it. Yeah, he plays, that he plays brothers. Double the Douglas. Yeah, double, double the, the Douglas. Exactly. And so it is amazing. But there's very good horse acting. And the horse is the main villain. <laughs> because wow. he's the Bromby. And so he's this black stallion that had gotten loose because Kirk Douglas was yelling at his wife because she thought that his wife slept with his brother, which she totally did. And so he was like oh yeah well my brother bought you this stallion and I'm gonna go release it and so he did and so now the horse enacts revenge for no apparent reason but he comes and steals all their all their horses every now and then so the horse it'll be like oh no the brombies and he'll be like me and, and then all the other girl horses are like oh my god and so they get like so excited some some it is a little bit yeah and so they all run away it's just one horse with him and it becomes a problem and so the main character has to like go round him up essentially okay. and there's a, a standoff at the end and the main character has a bullwhip which is was um a formative uh, thing for me as a kid <laughs> and, and he like he like swings the bullwhip and Jeez. tames the stallion it's amazing so he's my favorite villain. So it's unbelievable. It is, and this is a live-action film, like with all real horses, none of it CGI, none of it. Like, well, if it's got Kurt Douglas, it would have been. It's it would have to be. fantastic horse acting. This is very horse-centric. It's good. Uh, oh, yeah. My apologies. Oh no, it's good. It's That's good. making content specifically for the market of Haley. He, I saw that today, and I was like, yes, <laughs> go, David. He like tweeted, I'm making content for horse fans. I was like, Haley needs to see this. <laughs> Do you think that different coloured Smarties have different flavours? I've never tried UK Smarties, so I don't know. I think so. Okay, but it mm, change it if I said different coloured M and M's have different flavours. Oh, no, no they don't. They're all chocolate. <laughs> right. Okay. That's, that's so weird. But some people said yes. Some people said no. Loads of people said it's just it's just chocolate and crisp, and that's it. It just changes. Oh, all the your time. smarties are chocolate. No. Oh. N- what uh, are your smarties? Yeah, <gasps> oh, so. sorry. I was thinking about Skittles. You think? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, they have different flavors. <laughs> the U.S. Smarties are like are like tart. Oh no, they all kind of taste yeah. kind of the same. Maybe yeah. one color tastes a little bit different, but they kind of all taste the same. Okay. Uh, still or sparkling? Still. Still. White or brown bread? White. Brown. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Uh, why so white? I'm not a healthy person. <laughs> I appreciate that they are more refined and have like worse stuff in them. And I don't know, I just, uh, just uh, brown bread tastes too much like it's good for me. And I'm like, no. That's fair enough. Do you, have you always eaten brown bread? No, when I was a kid, I only liked white bread. But also American white bread. So like, oh God, I don't want to know what was in it. We yeah. didn't know. We didn't know. Um, but now when I go, I can't eat American bread anymore. All it tastes is sugar. Yeah, I've seen a photo, it just kind of looks like milk, solidified. 
Yes. Yeah. They said it had protein in it, so I can only imagine that they actually just put milk in it. They sometimes put milk in fancy breads over here, which is like a weird British thing because I remember having to ask in like Germany if they had milk in the bread because my dad's allergic and they'd be like, what? Yeah. But sometimes over here, like M&S will just put like milk in their fancy breads. Yeah. There's I have breads. To, yeah. yeah, I have to look at it. I'm allergic as well, so I have to really, oh, really? look and see if it's in there because I'd rather not die. Yep. Uh, loads of the um, wheat and gluten-free stuff's got like egg in it as yeah. well. I'm saying, what the f- why? Why is egg? It must be a binding agent. Uh, must be, but, but isn't water the binding agent? It's supposed to be. Yeah, and uh, they could always use um, xanthan gum yeah. as well, which doesn't make any sense because most bakers do use xanthan gum anyway because yeah. it's a better binding agent than egg, so it doesn't mm. make any sense. Fuck Warbits. Uh, Batman or Superman? Oh, Superman. Superman. Better, yes! better, better supporting cast, nicer. I, I appreciate that 50 Superman is pretty terrible and patriarchal, but I feel that the root of who Superman is supposed to be is a more positive character than fucking Batman. Because Batman has a good supporting cast, but he's just dicks to them because the only people with any time in Gotham are the female superheroes, and that he just spends his whole, he's misogynistic. Like, like he just only ever shows up in women's books to tell them they shouldn't be doing that for whatever reason because it's his town. I'm like, no, it's not. He shows all the entitlement of a billionaire. Billionaires, like, if Batman woke up and Batman could spend his money, like, ending world hunger, solving global warming, and people are like, oh, well, he does. I'm like, no, he beats people up and sends them to prison, which we all know the incarceration system doesn't work because how many times has Joker been come out of the incarceration system? So, no, Superman. Also, Batman doesn't have a Lois Lane. And Lois Lane, like, he doesn't have a Lois. I would rather have Lex Luthor than whatever shite Batman has. Joker? No. Because Joker has become, like, the main Batman villain, and he's horrible. I hate him so much. Yeah. Uh, So, Lex Luthor's a superior thing to that, and I love Supergirl, and her adventures are so weird. So I just feel like the supporting cast for Bat- for Superman is just so much more fun than the. I mean, also when you think about Batman, I think if I think about a character I like, I'll be thinking about people like Black Canary, who aren't actually Batman supporting cast yeah. characters; they're their own heroines who just sort of got trapped in the not in the nonsense. She started off as a Green Arrow supporting. Yeah. No, she no. didn't. Did she not? No, she started off as a Johnny Thunder supporting but oh, villain. Fuck yeah! And then she became her own character, and then after that oh. run ended, she then joined up with Green Arrow. Nice. I love Black Canary, so I know a couple of facts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like Superman because of his origin and like trying to take the German Ubermensch and like turn it into something for Jewish people to like look to in okay. times of trouble. Yeah, and like, yeah. and like Batman is like, oh yeah. A crime man who murders people. Because I had to read the first actual few issues of it and so before bad. they figure out what he is he's just like straight up killing people oh, yeah he throws doing them off all the building shoots them yep. oh yeah he's like super vi- like violent and then they are like oh now he's got gadgets and it, they had to kind of like tame him down a little bit but like his origin is like uh an assassin kind of but um a cop and a detective kind of but mostly he just beats people up yeah which is yeah. like what he is now so it makes sense that that's like his thing, but like Superman was supposed to be like giving hope to people who needed it the most at this time when mm-hmm. no one was listening to them. And so he's got purer, I guess, origins. That's what I like. Batman's mm-hmm. just 
fucking macho. It's ridiculous. And it's really annoying because there is actually some really, really good Batman stories, but yeah. people just completely overlook them and go, I oh, mean, he just beats people up, yeah! It's They're like, like, oh, yeah. Hell. A loner, yeah. I'd rather have... I mean, like, and I understand that Superman has also been written very poorly for a significant yes. amount of time, mm-hmm. but, like... But when he's written well, it is fantastic. Yeah, and it's, like... And, like, he has Lois. Like, Lois is one of the greatest characters in comics. Like, I just, like, they keep sleeping on her. They, yeah. they really do. And then I haven't even read the new Lois series, to be honest. It shouldn't have been done by dudes. I mean, yes. I mean, that goes without saying, but, like... Most of them are getting done by dudes, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, no, it's done by dudes, or they'll be like, well, you know who really understands the female experience? A gay man. You're like, not necessarily all the time, and not so universally that you don't have to also give these books to women, but they really do, are just like, well, gay men is basically like giving the book to a woman, like, here you go. And you're like, no, it's not the same. You won't just give, like, Batman to a lesbian, so it's not a comparable situation. (laughs) What's um? What's your thoughts on Batman ending up with Wonder Woman? Oh, terrible! Oh, thank fuck! No, oh, I didn't even hear about that. This was New Fifty Two garbage. Oh. wait, did I say Batman? No, it was Superman. Superman, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I assumed you meant yeah, Superman. I, meant I heard Superman, Batman, yeah. and I was like, since when? Sorry, I meant um, Superman. That was Superman people was who watched the Justice League cartoon were yes. kind of into Batman and Diana. Yes, that but did happen. That yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, has yeah. happened. It did in happen. Comics, yeah, it did happen. But yeah. I just feel like, uh, to be honest, none of these guys are good enough for Wonder Woman. And but like, I think Superman as well was just like, oh, you know who's the perfect for hot, strong, superpowered people? Other hot, strong, superpowered people. And it's like, it's like the only thing that matters is being powerful and keeping the power people together. And it's like, nah. Also, like, I was just reading today that like, initially, Wonder Woman's like boyfriend Steve, what's his face? Steve Trevor was like initially really wimpy in order to kind of well i will not give marsters anything because i think he's a trash person but initially his idea was like to subvert what you usually saw which was like the wimpy like oh help me i always need help woman Mm -hmm. and so then he was like her boyfriend will be just a wimp yeah and you just don't like i wanted that in the film actually he shouldn't have been in the film but if he was going to be in the film that's what i wanted him to just be like oh no Help! But of course they. It's always like couldn't do that. Wonder Woman comes in with like some sort of a vaguely radical feminist agenda, and then Steve Trevor said to be like, yeah. "No, you judge people too harshly, and yeah, why do you gotta? Me. Yeah, why do you want men to not be misogynistic? You're the misogynistic one." Is and he's like, and she always has to go like, oh. And that happens like across media. Like that'll be a standard Wonder Woman thing where he take us out and be like, "You're too fem." He's always like, "Your standards are too high," and that's like every single Wonder Woman and Steve interaction. It's like a Reddit relationships post. <laughs> it's like my male fifty-five girlfriend, female six thousand years old, <laughs> has high standards. How do I get her to stop? <laughs> She's like, quote, a good person, yeah. and I hate it. And I'm a trash bag. <laughs> I'm a teenage dirtbag baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so in that regard, also Superman is not good enough for Wonder no. Woman. Totally. No. And I always see images of them together, and it just doesn't work for me in any way, shape, or form. I always look at them and go, why are they so close? Mm-hmm. They're, they're teammates. What's, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on here? What's, what's happening? Well, because women can't be a part of a team without being like a sexual object mm-hmm. in some, or to be one in some kind of way. 
So they also can't be in an office if you can't like slap their ass or whatever. It's, also, a, it's along the same idea. <laughs> I think also as well, people, it's like a long-standing thing where they're like, they, people will try to pair powerful women in comics with Superman because they assume he's the only man enough to be able to like top her. And, to, that's and what, handle, yeah. To, yeah, not even, not, not top so, but like to sort of curb. Get, yeah, curb her and to sort of get her like in line. And so it's like a long-standing history of that sort of streak in fan culture that people will just want to pair women who are powerful with Superman because he will be man enough to sort of stop that. Yeah. And I think now, nah, like, Steve Trevor... I mean, I think there is an interesting dynamic in having a super-powered woman and then, like, a regular dude boyfriend. I think that's an interesting thing, which I, I don't think it's ever it's been yeah. handled super well yeah. ever in ever, the comics. never. Because they're always like, but because it's always dudes writing it, and the genre is for men to feel powerful. So mm-hmm. why would they read something if they couldn't be the most powerful? Yeah, it always sounds yeah. like really resentful towards Wonder Woman, and yeah. like she's done something wrong. Where it's like it's like always like a slightly dysfunctional relationship between the two of them. Apart from like Batman Braven, well, no, I was gonna say Batman Braven the Bold, but like even that was making fun of the thing and basically saying Steve Trevor was trash and not good enough for Wonder Woman, which I accept. But yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, last one. Jaffa cake, cake or biscuit? These are difficult questions for me to answer. Um, <laughs> What's the right answer? Is it that it's a cake? No, there is a right answer because people always tell me this because I always go for the wrong answer. So I'm like, whatever the wrong answer is, that's my answer. I would say American biscuit. Ooh! <laughs> I think of it as a biscuit, but people are like, it's a gut cake in the name. Oh no, wait. American, I would say it's, cake. It's, it's Jaffa cake. Where is Jaffa cake from? Jaffa's from Israel slash Palestine. Right. Because Jaffa is like an area in Israel and Palestine. Oh, okay. So that's where the oranges come from. Yeah. Jaffa oranges. Um. I've only had like two Jaffa cakes, so I'm not. What? I know. Is it really? because every time they come out, I'm in attendance and I eat them all before you can get to them? <laughs> yes, you and Rebecca. I usually get like one in between, like you guys eating the rest of the pack, and I'm always like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> I love a Jaffa cake. But American biscuits are like the just like flaky bread, essentially. I used to like pick off all the chocolate and then eat the perfect marmalade thing and then. Like, peel off it, off yep. the cake, and, like, you know, like, properly mm-hmm. dismantle it. So it was left with just the sponge and the orange on top, and you peel the orange and away. And then you eat the sponge, and then you eat the orange. Mm-hmm. Last. Yep. We stick it to the roof of your mouth and sit just sucking on it. It's lovely. I can't have them anymore, so I just oh, like to no, envision it. Oh, no, gelatin, or there's egg or something in it? Uh, well, it's chocolate, so it's milk. Oh, the, the, yeah. the chocolate, But course. I think there is gelatin in it as well. I oh, think. I'm sorry. But I just, uh, I like to think about the good old days, <laughs> sitting with a yard of Jaffa Could cakes and eating them all. you make your own Jaffa cakes? Yeah, there is vegan ones as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, yeah, I've heard there's vegan ones. Yeah. There's, uh, what's, what's the name of the, there's a sandwich chain, uh, like a baker chain, Leon. Uh, do a vegan Jaffa cake thing, but okay. it's more a cake. It's more natural, like a cake, like a mm-hmm. cupcake. Okay. It's nice, but yeah. consistency is off. Yeah. Yeah. Like really off. So you're not coming down with a, a definitive cake or biscuit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm gonna stay out this one. <laughs> 
It's controversial. Yeah, I'm gonna stay out of this. Do you know what the, the most answered one is? Which one? It's cake. Okay, then I must think it's a biscuit. Because <laughs> everybody says it's cake because it goes hard when it goes stale. Yeah. And it was ruled by a court that it was cake. And as I quite rightly said, that's fucking ridiculous. What do the courts know? It's a biscuit. It's not just that. Why, why was that in court? Why did they waste time, money and effort on deciding whether a fucking Jaffa cake was a cake or a biscuit? We've got real court cases to get on with, but now nah, let's decide if a Jaffa cake is a cake or a biscuit. Fuck that guy who's sitting there waiting trial. <laughs> Fuck that girl who's sitting there waiting for this. Can you imagine being called to be a biscuit. witness and then like uh, be uh, like a member of the jury and you're like, what are we debating today? And they're like, whether or not a Jaffa cake is a cake or a business because biscuit used to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, be all day. I had to take time off work for this shit. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Uh, any questions for myself? Ooh. I've already asked quite a few questions like have you seen Save the Last Dance yeah have you watched Ascendants <laughs> have you seen <laughs> what, what do you think of Black Side of what sorry Black Side <laughs> I uh, I really massively enjoyed it uh, it scared the bejesus out of me for the longest time because mm-hmm. anthropomorphic Yes, I remember, which is what my PhD is on. Yeah, really scares me. But I think I'm slowly but surely getting over it. Nice. Yeah. um, Black Sad was a a big kick. Um, But also I'm editing a book that's got anthropomorphic characters in it. So I kind of have to get over that. Yeah. Oh, no. They're more cartoony, so it's it's fine. But uh, yeah, Black Sad was pretty full on. yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's just a work of art. Yeah. Absolutely love Did it. Did you get the first one, which is the first three stories? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I got a loan of it from oh, yeah. Mike. So, okay. yeah, yeah, I went through And there's it. two more books. Yes, I know. I saw it. The, the, the whole collection of all of them comes out July next yeah. year. So it's sitting in my wish list, just yeah. waiting. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And do you have any interest in the video game? Uh, yeah, no. I watched the trailer for the video game without sound first time and was really into it. And I watched it with sound and went, oh, this is awful. Mm. I don't like the acting on this in any way, shape, or mm. form. Like, the voice acting's horrible. It doesn't. Oh, I didn't hear one with voice acting. It just doesn't match because mm. it's a European game and it's a European uh, content. So yeah. then, obviously, they're all. Speaking whatever language it is, I don't it's going to be French. French, French yeah. Even um, though they're Spanish, but they make it for the French. Part. Yeah, and it's terrible dubs that are over the oh, top, no. so it just doesn't match. So like they're chatting away, and then it's just like, oh, I've got to go and get them downtown. I'm like, oh, maybe God. it's an option to have it with subtitles in the original French. I hope so. I honestly hope so. If there is, I would rather take that. Well, at least in like cutscenes, that'd be easy enough to do. There's also the horrible thing as well of reading through it. You getting your own voice for the characters yeah and then the game comes out and it's like somebody else's voice entirely and you're like this yeah. is awful like his voice comes on straight away as a narration and it's horrendous i just i was oh, like that interesting. Is, not, is not him i've not seen this trailer so it's super deep and super gravelly voice and mm-hmm. i'm just like Ugh. 
like I'm sick of deep gravelly dudes anyway and things like just constantly like I just I don't understand you for one you're not appealing in any way shape or form and it's just way too fucking macho for my liking like I, I imagine him being quite I don't know just kind of suave in his vocal region a wee bit silky you know not too bad okay he smokes but it's it's not going to be too bad but this is like this is like a guy that's you know been punched in the throat about forty million times. It's ridiculous. That's fun. <sighs> I have my question. Would you consider yourself more of a Christian Grey or Anastasia Steele, and why? Ooh. <sighs> <sighs> oh man. That's why you're hiding behind the hoodie. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna have to be Anastasia. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's gonna have to be because I'm not I'm not as damaged as Christian is. I think also like this is strong. It's a hard question because I'm assuming that the characters have clearly de- delineated personalities, which yeah. they don't. But no, they don't. She likes books and reading, so that's yeah. like, that's not. And she right. doesn't like things up her bum. I also I just remember seeing the one thing I've seen from the Fifty Shades of Grey. I didn't read the books or anything. Was like they're like no no watch this and it's when she looks up what like a butt plug is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like she's like Google's what is a butt plug <laughs> and I was just like oh my god. I think when she Googles a butt plug as well, it's like something ginormous, like it's ridiculous. And you're like, really? That's the first thing that would come up? Like, what's a butt plug? It's like a ship going into your anus. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm so mad about her career and how everything just gets handed to her. Like, mm-hmm. like even like the interview questions where she does no research. She doesn't even read the interview questions before she does the no, interview. Because no. she, she reads them, it's like, haha, what a wild question. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Yeah. And then she gets like promoted within two days of getting her fancy job at Although, the publishing company. I think I relate because I literally don't prepare for anything when going into things. I just go in and go, fuck it, let's do it, this will be fun. <laughs> so I like, there's certain things that are like her curiosity and stuff as well. And um, the fact that she, I don't know, she just kind of waddles through and is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, whatever she waddles is the correct term I don't know there's because there's certain things between no no I'm no way there's no way no way I'm any way like Christian in no. any way shape or form no don't have don't command any sort of respect from employees <laughs> or anything don't don't uh, I mean you can't even get the members of the comics podcast to dress uniformly like no they all came in like the blonde tie blonde receptionist <laughs> doing the specific white tailored <laughs> clothes yeah. he's too he's too neat and stuff as well like he's Table's just ridiculous. Like, there's no fucking way he does work. Mm, no, no way. That's he spends all his time straightening his pen collection. Yeah, and like his room and stuff as well. I was like, okay, I like the organization, but there would be like stuff would be fucking everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no way. And like, it's all behind like locked doors and stuff. And stuff. I'm like, leave that shit yeah, open, man. But, yeah, like, so as well. So if it's behind a locked door, that means that I assume he doesn't let the cleaning person go in and do yeah, it. Yeah, so he does it himself. So, he, so I, what I need now is an extended scene of him with just like a squirty <laughs> bottle, just like squirt, squirt, squirt. 
<laughs> and he's going to do the whole padded wounds. Be like, <laughs> you'll have like one of those like glass cleaners that are in pubs, and he'll just yeah. be like getting like long, long implements and going. Right, that's it dry off. <laughs> just comes in with a hose. This is like. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm not even messing with this. He's maybe just Power got like a washer. really good okay. ventilation system so that once he sprayed it all down, it's just like... And also, like, you want that room to be as clean as possible. So, like, before she goes in, she has to, like, do the foot and mouth. Yeah. Like, fucking <laughs> <laughs> stop. Like, Big waders. Uh, yeah, 100% she has to do that. He's like, we we had an outbreak. Yeah. Never again. In the contract Never that's going to be there. Uh, yeah, no, it's just... Yeah, I wouldn't be hiding behind that shit. He's too secretive for a load of stuff as well, and I'm just like, no, fuck that. I don't remember, like, enough of the plot. The plot's a strong word. Um, <laughs> He's just so damaged by, like, everything. I always just look at it and go, fucking hell. Like, another thing. Like, I get it. Like, he's a rough past and whatnot, and that was pretty horrendous. Like, some of the stuff that he comes away with, and I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, you don't want that coming out. But some of the other stuff, I'm like, man, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. Also, oh, I go for a run in these woods and at this place. Oh, yeah. And, like, who gives a fuck? Like, nobody cares. The worst bit of the first movie is when her friend Jose tries to hit on her and she's like no and then he's been tracking her phone so he shows up and like punches the guy yeah. and he doesn't say no way Jose and I'm still so <laughs> salty about that moment I was like if you're gonna like have this cliched moment you could at least go the full mile and like really sell it no way Jose that yeah it's too aggressive slash yeah. <laughs> very problematic but it's already <laughs> problematic like the one person of colour Gets punched out. Yeah, yeah. it tries to oh, like force himself oh, on her. No. It's a horrible it's, mess. That's why I didn't even start with like the books or anything. People were like, "Oh my god, they're so good." And then, and then I heard about all the like grammar problems in it, and I was like, "I will not be able to handle this, even if it is good." And then I learned that actually, when they said good, they meant trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. So I've just, it's just never been. Now, the things that put me off the books was just my mum said she liked them. And I'm like, okay, no, I can't. That'll do it. I can't. That was no. the thing. It was a lot She never saw the film. Until older it was, it was a lot yeah. of, like, I didn't, yeah, it was a lot of, sort of, like, my aunts and stuff, or, like, older cousins would read yeah. it. But, like, I think I got, like, a hundred pages in. I was like, I'll stick it out till the first sex scene. And then I was like, and I stuck it out to the first sex scene. And it was a hundred pages in. Yeah. And now I'm ready to the, go die. Yeah. Did it's you see the SNL thing where it was like, this is what your mom wants this season? And it was like an hour to herself in the bath with the shades of grey. Yeah. And it was like, I said life me alone! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I just need to read this shit thing real quick. And just, give me an hour! Uh, uh, that, was, that was a good one. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, folks. No worries. Thank you. Send us any comments or questions or just to say hello. You can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatcomicsmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening.
Our music is by Chart Smasher, and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam, and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. 